there's, there's, there's a lot that I'm, I'm reminded of from Motion City soundtrack of, uh, of, of the postal service, but, uh, I think postal service is definitely an inspiration. I just, I'm not, well, here's I'm, the thing. Give up was released in February, 2003. Hmm. Um, maybe they just have the same inspirations then. And we don't listen to well, them. That video, you know, isn't the, isn't, don't they famously cover uh, Postal Service? One of their songs isn't against the odds. Against all odds, isn't that a Phil Collins song? And I know this is a stretch, but that DVD video has at the very end Justin being like, "Is that Phil Collins?" I know. So, <laughs> I, I okay. Yeah, it's definitely a stretch. Hard to I know <laughs> that a little bit, little bit of a stretch. I can, I can guarantee that they are f- somewhat fans of the Postal Service whether or not it makes sense for him to be at already at this point, because I know they're fans of Rilo Kylie because they covered a Rilo Kylie song and Jenny Lewis was in the postal service and Rilo Kylie. So I, I'd very much buy that they were postal service fans by this point. I don't know, especially because postal service is a little more indie. So I don't know who their inspiration could be. Like I know most of the soundtracks are like dinosaur junior and stuff like that. But that's like sort of hardcore-y. I think around the time I was in the eighth grade, uh, the Postal Service came to Springfield. And at that time, I was listening a lot to the the alt-rock station, uh, especially at night because they were playing Loveline. And they did a lot of advertisements for the concert for the Postal Service. I think, I don't know if it was the same concert. They were like, it was like Blue October and the Postal Service. But something I, I think back on and like it would have been now it'd be cool to be like, yeah, I saw them, but I would have been in eighth grader and had just no appreciation for what I was seeing. Right. I uh so did not listen to either the Postal Service or Death Cab for Cutie that I just realized they had the same yes, lead singer. And we did talk about uh in the Chance the Rapper album when Ben Gibbard has his like sings the chorus we both initially like first of all i said to you it sounded like justin pierre at first yes and then you separately said i forgot that and also thought it sounded like justin pierre at first <laughs> so i uh yeah i don't know i mean remember I, the brief window and like was it like oh six when soul meets body blew up was that is that a, a Death Cab album? That was the... the I, I thought that was like the big single. I, I, I believe you. I just... I absolutely... It is, it is definitely a Death Cab for Cutie single. That is a fact. I, I remember hearing about Death Cab for Cutie. I don't think I listened to a single song. Which I'm sure I'd like. I, I don't know if I'm sure I'd like them, but I'm like I wouldn't. I would guess that I'd like at least some of them, like some of their stuff. But I just have it's like peak no, position was fifth no, in US no frame of reference. But I would not at all be surprised if Justin Pierre was like, "Yeah, I was a big Death Cab fan." <laughs> like I don't know, their 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 brands very much align. I feel. I don't know anything about death cab for cutie other than soul meets body uh i'll fall you into the dark and then the whatever the song is about the glove compartment yeah i i got nothing hold on here apparently on the even if it kills me wikipedia page uh what song what song last night last night was kane's favorite as it reminded him of the work of the cure or death cab for cutie there you go. So maybe, like, I, I mean, again, like, it's definitely one of those bands that I would absolutely believe bands around the time being a fan of, you know? Like. A band's so, and, band? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, like, music people like Death Cab. Like, that's just, that. I mean, m- maybe not anymore, I don't know. But <laughs> definitely around the early, mid-2000s, music people just like Death Cab for Cutie. Um, so, like, I would buy it. And Rilo Kylie, so Rilo Kylie and Death Cab both started in like the late 90s. Um, and so I guess the Postal Service is a supergroup, which I did not realize. 
again, I'm learning many things about the Postal Service right now as we speak. So it would make sense that if, you know, if uh, Justin was into Rilo Kylie and at least Josh was in a death cab, that uh, that they would check out the Postal Service, who even if they didn't have an album yet, they were still doing stuff. So I don't know. I'd buy yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> what, what, what is that? No, that's my segue. Hey, okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking cackling. This time I thought I'd listen. And the story goes, I am the same. Without medicine, I can't pretend it never ends. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Motion City Podcast. Not the Motion City Podcast, just Motion City Podcast. That's fine. I'm going to leave that all in. Uh, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Facebook. We got to cut off the the. I bet you they were originally. Uh, no, I don't bet you. I know they were originally called the Motion City Soundtrack because I watched like an old live video where they said, we are the Motion City Soundtrack. Um, and I guess they just dropped the the eventually. Maybe oh, after man. this. Not, so I was going to say maybe better. after the social network, but it's definitely not. That social network came out in like 2009. Um, I'm Naim Siddiqui. Uh, joining me as always, you heard his voice already. Uh, it is Jacob Walden. How's it going, Jake? Great, man. Uh, you're right. It is, it is so much better. But also like part of, I don't know. So, I like both. Something about the the. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> the motion <laughs> sensation. Ugh. If, um, it just it makes me feel bad. Just just ugh. can you just? We, I'm, I'm looking at the I am in the movie album cover right now and just thinking about how how much worse it'd be if it said the Motion City soundtrack. The Motion City soundtrack. Well, I wonder. Um, hold on. Uh, now I gotta go back and look at some discs. Maybe it was releases. the Motion soundtrack. <laughs> I am movie. <laughs> I am movie. I am movie. I am movie. Hear me roar. <laughs> um. Even yeah, even Kids for America just says Motion City soundtrack, and. Promenade Carolina, I think, says Motion City Soundtrack on it. So I don't know if they were like, they were called, I think they were always called Motion City Soundtrack, but sometimes like they would say, we are the Motion City Soundtrack. I don't know. Uh, or maybe he was just drunk. I like, that's <laughs> very possible. We're the, band, we're the Motion City Soundtrack. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's not even just possible. It's, it's likely <laughs> at, at that period of time, <laughs> like he, he was <laughs> like probably wasted. Um, there's a, there's a video of, we haven't even, we haven't even said what song we're talking about. <laughs> um, it's fine. We already, we already there to listen to it. It's cool. Uh, we're talking about AOK today, but anyway, so there's a video from, uh, from the, from a live performance of uh, Chicago So Two Years Ago, the Fall Out Boy song that, uh, that Justin did a uh, sort of guest vocals on. Um, and they did it in Minneapolis. They did, the, you know, it's a live video from Minneapolis. And like Justin comes out like to cameo and, and sing his part of the song. And he comes out like drink in hand, singing the song, <laughs> like clearly he's been drinking. And then somebody, I don't remember, I don't know who it is. Cause I don't, I don't know fallout boy that well, but somebody like comes and take a sip out of his drink mid song. And then like, he like looks at them and keeps singing. But like it literally, you can see he's got a cocktail in his hand. Uh, it's great. Uh, I'll send you, I'll send you the video. <laughs> um, uh, but also, I'm proud of Justin for being sober. <laughs> it is good. I, I can't. Whenever, whenever I get that visual of the drink in hand, I immediately think of Trailer Park Boys <laughs> and Julian in uh, drink in hand, no matter what. I, I've never watched Trailer Park Boys, but uh, I'll I'll buy that. It's funny. <laughs> uh, there's so many. There's like so many fucking shows that I need to watch still. I wouldn't say you need to watch it. It's just it's a visual gag, and it's become a become a visual gag. In yeah, that's one that I probably won't. But like, it is one <laughs> that uh, like that. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is one that I was like, I really want to watch that because I keep hearing good things about it, and I just haven't uh, gotten around to it yet. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk about AOK, the song that we are here to talk about. Uh, AOK is the last track off of I Am The Movie, 
which was Motor City Soundtracks, obviously, uh, debut LP. Uh, they had a couple of EPs and uh, a two-side. I don't know what, what you'd call Promenade Carolina. Is that is that just an EP? I have, I have no idea. I think idea. that's what they're called on the, in the... When I was reading about it, I think, that, I think they're just called EPs in the article, Wikipedia article. Well, well, Kids for America and Back to the Beat are definitely EPs. They're like four to six songs. But Promenade Carolina is, is I guess it's it's a seven inch single, is what Wikipedia says. Oh yeah, that's right. That but that's like I guess it's I guess it's a single, but nobody like played it anywhere. It's on it's on a label called Sound and Motion, which is just an independent like it's not an independent label, it's just that's what they self released it as, I think. Um and then they oh no sound never mind because they also released back to the beat on sound in motion with a space what the fuck is sound in motion whatever we'll talk we'll talk about that when we get to it <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're talking about I in the movie which was their first release uh, it was on epitaph uh, which all of their subsequent releases also were except of course as we discussed my dinosaur life uh, which was on Columbia. Um, and this, like I said, is the final track on I Am The Movie. Uh, I picked this song, uh, <laughs> which, so there's, there's like two different coincidences with this. First of all, uh, if you alphabetize the album-only tracks, not including any bonus tracks, nothing like that, just the main album tracks, if you alphabetize those... And uh, and then also you uh, take those that alphabet like and ig- ignore um, track nine off of I'm uh, off of my dinosaur life because it's all symbols and it's kind of hard to alphabetize that. Mm-hmm. Then uh, alphabetically, uh, A OK would be first, worst yet to come would be last, and worker B would be second to last. We're not doing that on purpose. I promise. The next song. Uh, Almost definitely. Jake has not told me what the next song that he wants to do is yet, but uh, I'm hoping it's not Alcohol Eyes, because then we're like, then it's going to be a weird coincidence, <laughs> or a life less ordinary. That would also that would that would uh, work in that as well. Um, I know what my next pick is, and coincidentally, it is also in the A's, which might uh, might tip people off because there's like seven songs that are in the A's, um, but nobody listens anyway. Uh, and then the other coincidence is. Uh, on bo- on my dino- the my dinosaur life worker B and on uh, go worst yet to come both of those tracks uh, the drum parts were like the song was recorded without Tony and then Tony came into the drum parts and again just by sheer coincidence but this is every track on I am the movie uh, most of these songs were written with Justin and Josh and then just various other people who were in the band for like brief times before the record came out and then the the like. Bef- like in 2002 is when the band stabilized and since since recording the first album uh the the whole band has been the same since except for the brief period that Tony left mm-hmm. and Claudio joined the band um but just by coincidence <laughs> um, these drum parts also were not written by Tony Thaxton we really like <laughs> again don't know what your pick is for next week but i'm hoping it's something that tony wrote because i feel like tony's a very important part of the band uh and uh i um, i don't know why we keep coming up with uh these tracks uh <laughs> just sure coincidence uh so aok uh what are your initial thoughts on aok well we talked about this a little bit already just jumping straight to the to the beat skip, but yeah, that technique is is something I don't know that. Well, I was wondering if that's what they were doing in Pulp Fiction, and you timed it out, and you're like, no. But <laughs> the, the 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 certainly the flip of expectations, right? What what we've realized uh, through this podcast is that. Apparently, I have a okay knowledge of music, and you have like none. <laughs> I have I have none knowledge. Yes, of music theory. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's like oh, like no. Did you did you not notice that? No. What are you what are you talking about? <laughs> it just sounds good. Yeah. that's that's I <laughs> Which like. I agree. So so you know, I, I pointed out uh, when we were talking about this beforehand that uh, I, I don't like listen for this stuff when I'm just listening to the songs, and then I'll go back and like you know when I when I went back and listened to it for the show is when i was like oh um you know there's there's some stuff going on that uh, that i didn't notice before so um 
So yeah, so the beat skip. So uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, around two minutes in, when it goes to the um, sort of instrumental breakdown, uh, if every every sort of um, f- musical phrase uh, is uh, is it's four measures. It, like pretty much every every musical phrase in the song is is four measures long, um, but right there, the 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 three phrases right there at the two minute mark or so, um, each end with like skipping a beat so it's the song is entirely in four four time except for those three measures at the end of those three phrases which are in three four time so uh where it goes like um uh shit <laughs> shit I, I forgot the lyric now uh uh in the what is it i'm fine i'm fine these words are alive to hide yeah so, so in, the, in the beginning of the song it's i'm fine i'm fine these words are all i have to hide behind so get behind me and that's a four four i'm fine i'm fine you know these words are all i have to hide but um when it gets to that that part of the song it's i'm fine i'm fine these words are all i have to hide behind so get behind me which again skips that that fourth uh, beat which is uh i don't know you're right right it's it's really interesting and uh, it is a an expectation subversion um and again like when when they go back to the regular version of it it sort of um it resolves that that tension. I'm just I'm literally now stealing words from the YouTube video. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is there's a really a good YouTube video about uh, skipping a beat. Uh, we can we'll throw it in the description if I remember to. Um, but it is uh, yeah I don't know it's it's a really interesting technique. I'm sure they do it again at some point. And again I, like I've never noticed um, because I just I sing along and don't think about it. Uh, that's my biggest problem with trying to listen to something analytically is that my natural inclination is just to sing along and then I have to be like, no, wait, I'm supposed to just listen. Like, cause like my body just starts singing the lyrics. It happened a lot with worst yet to come where like I was listening analytically and then I finished up like a, a part that I was listening to and then started singing along. I was like, wait, I didn't, I didn't analyze that. I got to go back and analyze that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, anything else you noticed? On first listen, I don't think in that vein. Um, I think what did, what ever, did you What did you in general just sort of think about this song the first time you heard it? I the the, the element that stuck out most to me, aside from the the beast get to behind, is how he sings a okay, which is the everything is a. Uh, I, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna butcher, it, but everything is a okay. I. I I was I was I liked that the the pause he takes or the just the slow I feel like down they, on uh, it. This, it's like I think three different ways that he sings it in this song, which I think is interesting. Yeah, yeah, and the, um, like like one of them is it is more of the songs that after he says it's it's funny how you say you're a okay, okay, yeah, and um and even in the uh. uh yeah, in, in some versions it's a little different too. Um I don't know. I, I do I do like the like you're a okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I feel I feel like the, I feel like at different points in the song there's different different emphasis on the it's a three letter word and there's different emphasis on the on the three different letters. A okay. A okay. A O K. Like uh, I like that actually. I, I you you just pointed that out to me right now, and I think that's that's really cool. That with a three letter word, like he he can put the emphasis so differently in the three different parts of the three letter word. And, and uh, this is getting me. This is getting me thinking. This is a, another stretch. But I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Justin is very familiar with the works of David Foster Wallace, and I'm watching a lot of him like giving interviews and. Don't, I don't remember the exact context, like exactly what he was talking about in terms of poetry, but the getting into composition, getting into the, the importance of how you're ending. Uh, yeah. So like A-O-K with that, that particular emphasis on it and yeah. how I think that is, that might be that, that I, like an idea in poetry composition. Yeah, I think it's definitely a thing in poetry composition 
um, which you know, uh, not gonna, I'm not gonna like say Justin's the great poet of our time, although. I love the lyrics of the song, um, but it, it is it is interesting, you know, that I, I think I think he is, I mean, an excellent lyricist. Yeah, uh, for sure. And and it's interesting to to hear some of that stuff. Actually, I'd be really interested to to see him like write lyrics for maybe for somebody else that you know that's not him. Uh, the, I think, the only the only lyricists I think that that like I think of in comparison are are like rap artists, hip hop. I don't I don't think of other. I think Ben Folds. Um, I, I, I really compare a lot of like, I think, I think that's one thing I really like about Ben Folds as well, but you're right. Hip hop, hip hop is, is a big, um, sort of, I don't know what, what, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but hip hip hop is something that, uh, that has that sort of, those sort of lyrical, I don't know, really interesting lyrical stuff as well. Uh, Justin has said that he tried to write like Tom Waits and Ben Folds, and John K. Sampson uh, from The Weaker Thans. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, I, I hear some of the Ben Folds stuff. Um, which is, have, have you watched Ben Folds' Tiny Desk concert? No. Okay, uh, are, you, are you a Ben Folds fan at all? I've, I'm, I've enjoyed what I've heard, but I've never <laughs> been... I'm super into it. His uh, his Tiny Desk concert's really good, I think. Um, but he talks about how, like, when he started writing, uh, like, the, he said one of the first em- Emmeline. Uh, he played Emmeline, um, and he said one of the first song. It's one of the like one of the early songs that he wrote. Um, and he said that uh, when he was writing the song, like, he you know he the first songs he wrote were like you know I, I really love you, baby, and whatever. And he realized that, you know, like, that's just, that's not the way he talks and he can write, like, I think, he, I don't know if he's going to listen to a song or whatever, but that he can write the way he talks and say stuff like stupid and, and make money metaphors. Um, and so that's what he did. That's how he wrote it. And it was, it was more true to him. And I think, you know, I feel that with, with Justin's stuff too. I don't think Ben Folds had like as many of the drug issues that Justin obviously had. Um... But uh, and and I think I also think Ben Folds is is a a better writer. <laughs> um, uh, well, I don't know about a better. I don't. I don't, don't want to like compare the, the lyricism, but like I think Ben Folds is is a better. Like he writes music better. But I I I mean I still like Motion City soundtrack better. But I don't know. I don't know. Um. I don't I don't know where I was going with all that, but anyway, there's a there's at the beginning of this song, he uh, says, "Without medicine, I can't pretend it never ends," which uh, like feels very much like a, a drug metaphor. I mean, like there's modern chemistry is on this album too, and it's very mm-hmm. much like that's that's early on one of the one of the druggier and um, mental healthier songs that they talked about that they ever that they recorded uh and you know aok does a little bit of that as well um somebody on songmeanings.com said that he said in a like at a show that he wrote this song for his dad um i don't know the truth to that and it because that's also the story behind time turned fragile so i don't know if that's true i but i buy it right like someday you'll understand that everything is a-okay I buy that being for a, a father. You have no right to say. Yeah, I'm reading the lyrics. What what, what makes me wonder is is the context of the, it's funny when you say you're a okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That is that is true. That could be that could be the father talking back. I don't know. Yeah, I do feel definitely feel like the parenthetical implies a conversation. Yeah. Um, especially it, it's sung a little different than the rest of the. I think I think that one, like, because most of it is, like, just straight up singing. But the uh, you're a okay, like that's got a little bit more um, production to it. I don't I don't know what what's on it. There might just be some harmony on there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, 
I'm really interested by it. I'll say when I so when I first listened to I'm the movie, I wasn't like a big fan of most of this album. Like I like the future freaks me out, um, and I think that's really like which is obviously like the, the the biggest like hit from the album. But like I think when I was first listening to this, like that's really the song that I would ever listen to, and then like. I can't even think of another one that I specifically would be like, I want to listen to that song. I would just like listen to the future freaks me out and then skip to commit this to memory. Um, the album, not Hangman, the song, um, not even my favorite accident. So a okay is a song that I like sort of came to recently. Like the whole album I sort of came to recently because I listen, I'll listen to like the first couple tracks and just be like, like, I don't know, this is, this is not, I'm not super into it. And then, uh, and then listen to Future Freaks Me Out and be like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm, I'm good with I'm the movie. Um, but uh, it was, it, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself that I did that, but I'm also glad that I did that because uh, that meant that in like 2018, 2019, I could sort of treat I'm the movie as if it was a new album <laughs> um, uh, of like some songs that I'd kind of heard before, but a bunch of songs that I like never really listened to before. Uh, and it was awesome because they weren't putting out new albums, uh, cause especially until like what mid 2019, they were officially like broken up. So it was, uh, it was nice to, to go back and be like, Oh, like I, I'm actually super into this. Like all of this, this is, this is great. This is a really good album. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite. I think commit this to memory is still like the best album they ever put out. But uh, I uh, I went back and was like like I'm the movie like it's a really good fucking record. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, here's here's something interesting. So they recorded this with the producer Ed Rose. They had some stuff recorded, and then they went to him, and then he was like, "Yeah, just scrap all that and write new stuff." Um, but uh, so they, they they released it on a on a floppy disk like not on a floppy disk. They put what a, did I ask the deal was with that? What what exactly did they do there? So they they put it on CDRs and then they opened up floppy disks and like that was like the jewel case. I guess for some reason it must have been cheaper to put CDs in in a floppy disk, like an a, an actual floppy disk, not the floppy disk case or anything, and an actual floppy disk. It was probably cheaper at the time than it was to go out and buy jewel cases. Which is cool because I really want to like find one of those, but they're like four hundred dollars on Discogs, um, which is like that's not happening. Um, not happening yet. That's, you're you, not you wrong. Can, you can go. Uh, uh, I mean, you said it, and I thought it, but I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. Yeah, like the the. Hold on. How much? How much is it going for on Discogs right now? Oh, you know what? Oh, and one of them sold for forty bucks. I pay forty bucks. One of them sold for a hundred bucks in on September September twenty nineteen. One of them sold for a hundred. July twenty seventeen. One of them sold for forty. Jeez, was it I like that? I drop a condition. The 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 forty dollar one was apparently in better condition than the hundred dollar one. How's that work? Well, it just it's two years apart. Oh, so it's just you know one sold later. Um. I wonder how much there's it shows the 18 people on Discogs who have it. I wonder how much I have to offer them to get it. One of these guys is the moderator of the uh Motion City soundtrack Reddit. Uh that's funny. I recognize the name. Um anyway, so they they did that uh and they were they were found by Epitaph uh from apparently the band Matchbook Romance. Uh, who they did a split with as well, um, recommended recommended them to Epitaph, and they signed with Epitaph, and that's that's cool. Um, I'm uh, I'm I'm glad that they got a uh, you know a record label and stuff. But it's interesting uh, that you know Epitaph is a is a more indie label, and uh, not a whole bunch of Epitaph app, acts got huge. Like Alkaline Trio got kind of big. All American Rejects did have like one really big hit. Um, they they did some distribution on Green Day, but like not anymore, obviously. But yeah, I don't think Epitaph really got like any bands to be huge. Um, but meanwhile, uh, as we discussed, oh Weezer, they 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 put out the first I think Weezer album. 
Um, but as we discussed with like sort of Moshe Safra's contemporaries, so Fallout Boy, um, who was a contemporary at the time, uh, they signed with Fueled by Ramen, which is owned by Warner Music Group, and Panic at the Disco, which is a similar contemporary, signed with Fueled by Ramen as well. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> friend of the show, Van Velding, is going to be really mad at me because I cannot remember the name of the band. Uh, uh, My Chemical Romance, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he is going to yell at me. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I don't know who they signed with initially, but it looks like they eventually ended up on Warner and like, let's go big. Uh, Reprise Records, who is owned by Warner Music Group. All the other really big pop punk acts from the time that got really big uh, signed with Warner Music Group. And Motion City Soundtrack signed with Epitaph, which is great for Motion City. Uh, like they, they, you know, they, they did what they wanted to do. And I think, but I think uh, maybe they made a mistake not signing with Warner Brothers. Maybe they could have been huge. Who knows? Anything? Any response? <laughs> well, um, you know, you mentioned you feel by Ramen. Ramen made me think of Twenty One Pilots, who I know through Blurry Face were signed to Field by Ramen. I don't know if Trench was on Field by Ramen. Um, uh, well, the, the, it looks like they went from Field by Ramen to Electra Music Group, which is also Warner, and then Warner Music Group, which is obviously Warner, and then Atlantic which uh, I think is owned by Warner. So they, they've, I mean, they might have moved off a of field by Ramen, but they've been with Warner for their entire career. Well, it just made me, you know, I'm, I'm curious now about the influence of the record and their ability to propel a band because uh, in, in context of 21 Pilots, Stressed Out was blowing up online before, I think it was at like 200 million views on YouTube before it was even a radio, like before it got it, got its real stride in, in airplay um yeah. and yeah i mean, i think i think there's something to it i think there's something to a record label like even putting stuff on youtube in, in the right way or even like well you know maybe, the, maybe deciding what the album singles are uh you know I, I don't know if i don't know was 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 everything is all right even a single like <laughs> before before it got big or did it get big and then was like we should probably make the single <laughs> Like I I I don't know I I couldn't say for sure I uh, let me double check here no it was the first single okay uh, but like so the singles off the album were everything is all right hold me down and LG Fwad and those are gr- those are great songs they're all great songs right but hold me down isn't really like a single you want to sing to um, in the same way that maybe feel like rain or, or make out kids might be and uh, LG Fwad is a song <laughs> that a radio station is not gonna fucking play <laughs> like it's just not happening let's get fund up and die i know right like i which is funny because the, the first time i listened to commit this to memory like i listened to commit this to memory for probably a full year censored so for me the song the song lyric was what? let's get up and die <laughs> like i swear to god i don't know oh why it's all, I could, it's all i found um but like better open the door is a song that i could definitely have heard on the radio right like better open the door feel like rain Make out kids, maybe when you're around. Well, even when you're around, though, is I can't stand it when you're around, which is also the way I first heard it. Um, oh man, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Fucking hate censored music. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think they did. I think the singles from even if it kills me were were better singles. It was Broken Heart. This is for real. It had to be you, which are great. I've fell in love without you. Would have been a good single too. Um, where I belong. Well, even if it kills me, is all really good singles. Uh, and then my dinosaur life was on Sony, which I think disappear was the first single off my dinosaur life, and I think that was a uh, bad call. Um, I like disappear just fine, but her words was the second single, and a lifeless earner was the third single. I think those would have made more sense as the first two singles, and then maybe disappear. Um. I don't know, but uh, yeah, the weekends when the best, the the favorite in the pull track, and yeah, in the pull I, of the like, like I mean, there's there's liking a song and then there's it being a good single, right? Like I, there's plenty of songs that I like that I would admit would not have made good singles, um, and then there's songs that I maybe 
am not the biggest fan of and think would have been great singles. Uh, like I think I think this is for real. I like this is for real. I, it's it's a it's a good song, but I like it's probably it's it's definitely not my favorite song on that album. Um, and I think it makes an excellent single because it's just it's it's very catchy and poppy. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think I think it would. I just I look at hold on let me let me go back to the let me go to the Field by Ramen Wikipedia page. Like I'm not sure if Field by Ramen was was itching to sign Motion City soundtrack. Uh, you know I would doubt it. But like looking at the Field by Ramen, uh, All Time Low, Panic at the Disco, Paramore, Twenty One Pilots, of course, Three O Three started with on Field by Ramen, Fallout Boy, Less Than Jake, uh, Phantom Planet, Travi McCoy. Uh, are uh, gym class heroes on here? Let's see them. Jimmy Eat World. Fun. Like there's there's a lot of Field by Ramen artists that yellow card. Um Field by Ramen artists that got big. And and so what's what's funny is um <laughs> have you seen the movie Looney Tunes back in action? I cannot say that I have. It's the it's the it's the Looney Tunes movie with Ben Brendan Fraser. Mm-mm. All right. Well, um, that has a song called Hey Driver by a band called Lucky Boys Confusion, which was around that time my brother's favorite band. Nothing to do with the movie. Um, it, it just like it happens to be true. And they were on Elektra Records. Uh, it was in that movie because Elektra Records is owned by Warner, and it's obviously a Warner Brothers movie. It's mm-hmm. Looney Tunes, and they just they just you know they could put whatever they wanted to on it, and so they put that song Hey Driver on it. And uh, Lucky Boys Confusion like never really got big. Um, you know, their, their Wikipedia page is like six paragraphs long. I like the band. Um, but it's one of those things of like, you sort of, you get more opportunity by being on one of those, like on a, on a, on a small label that's part of a big label, you know, like it's one of those things of like, you can, you can be on an indie, like you get both, you get the best of both worlds. You can be on an indie label, but then also still have the big label behind it. Um, which you don't necessarily get with uh with a smaller label like uh, like epitaph so i don't know it would be i i wonder like i i wonder a lot what would have happened if uh if they signed with uh with a label that was owned by a bigger label um blink 182 by the way their not their first album but their next three albums the ones that sort of got them big were all on mca which uh is now universal but MCA was pretty big at the time too. Uh, I don't know. I wonder. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody. We may never know. Uh, I just. I think. I. <laughs> Newsflash. I think my favorite band deserved uh, uh, better than the <laughs> success they got. <laughs> um. They, I mean, they were in movies from here, here and there. I, I don't remember if, if uh, this was recorded or off mic when when I mentioned that uh, better open the door was in the fucking credits of John Tucker must die for some reason. Um, and obviously we've discussed that everything is all right was on the bad news bears soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think, man, I cannot remember which song it was, but I think it was, this is for real. Uh, was it was on the soundtrack for hotel for dogs? Uh, and the only reason I know this is because at some point in time, I think it was on I think it probably was on Ion Television and I um I like it must have just been on the TV was on downstairs and I was sitting in my room doing whatever and I heard, <laughs> heard it come on I heard it like on the TV and I was like and I was I was in a I was upstairs like it, just, it was on the downstairs TV and I could just hear it from, like what is that song I know that song and I was like that's Motion City soundtrack and I ran downstairs nobody was downstairs the TV was on to, for nobody uh and it was this is for real, and it was on Hotel for Dogs. And I have no fucking <laughs> clue, like how that happened, why that happened. Uh, <laughs> like it was like a party scene. It was they were at like it was like this thirteen year old party, and this is for real is playing in the background. <laughs> awesome. It's so fucking weird. Uh, we'll 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 do a whole episode on Hotel for Dogs. That'll be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do Patreon exclusives on all the movies that have Motion City soundtrack in the album. 
Um, I'm only like 80% joking. <laughs> uh, I do. Uh, any, anyway, um, A-OK. We should talk about A-OK. You know, saying all that makes me wonder about how much hearing a song on the radio like enhances your view of it, right? Like, I listened to Blow Your Face many times before I had heard it on the radio, and there was the nice novelty of hearing it on the radio, but... I don't know that it enhanced my view of it. So I don't know about... Well, I, like, I don't know about enhancing enhancing your view of it, right? Like you liked it and then eventually you liked the band, right? Sure. But uh, but there's there's something to like a band's success, right? And then a band's success leading to them being able to do more stuff. Um, so I, I, I don't know if... Uh, uh, yeah, I... I, I like I don't know if if it necessarily contributes to my enjoyment of of a song, but I'll say like until until recently, like I love Blink One Eighty Two, and until recently, the Blink One Eighty Two songs that I knew were all songs that played like the the big singles that played on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's that's something to it. It was it had to be you. It wasn't it wasn't this is for real. It was it had to be you. They also uh, disappear was on Sean White skateboarding in 2010. A Life Less Ordinary was on an episode of The Hills. The Coma Kid was in an episode of Degrassi The Next Generation. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have any other uh, any other quick thoughts on AOK before we go on to I, I don't know how long we've been recording because we didn't <laughs> change the recordings. Um but uh, do you have any more thoughts before we go on to covers and alternate versions? I think I've said anything, everything. All right. Uh there are so there's not really covers per se. Um I found I, I there might be covers that I just couldn't find. Uh I actually I know while I was looking for some other covers, I tried to look for covers for uh, Adat, and uh, it's impossible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to spend the next however long it takes. Like, just whenever you're looking for covers at any point, Jake, just start looking for uh, <laughs> Adat covers too, because I don't even know how to search for them. Like, I, you search for the song title, and it doesn't help. <laughs> like, there's nothing. There's no... Um, on on uh, Ultimate Guitar... The tabs are listed under the title at exclamation point, like it's spelled out a t space exclamation point spe- like a- oh. it's, that, that's <laughs> um, which is like, yeah, what are you gonna do so i don't uh, I don't know how we're gonna find it at exclamation sharp question at exclamation uh it's beautiful, it's tremendous. I'm sure there's covers for it. Like, that's the kind of song that I know people would want to cover, but couldn't find them yet. Uh, oh, songmeanings.com. Uh, hold on. Let me see if there's anything in songmeanings.com that we didn't already talk about. Um, antidepressants, drugs. We already mentioned that. Someone says, the song has that bitter end of summer feel to it, and every time I hear it, it hits me in the gut, especially that part where he sings, I am the reason. I agree. It definitely has like a... Like a, I mean, I guess it's kind of like an ending vibe because it's the end of the album. But uh, I don't know. It seems legit. Uh, all right, let's listen to some covers and alternate versions. Uh, the first one I have is not a cover. Oh, it's a cover, but it's, it's a cover medley. Um, so it's it's uh, Lydia Tobler and Eric Beam. Um, they recorded this when the band broke up. Uh, in 2016, uh, have they recorded? They have, apparently have not put anything out in two years. I hope they're still together. Uh, <laughs> be real awkward, right? If uh, <laughs> if they did a bunch of YouTube stuff of them doing stuff together and then suddenly they disappeared. Uh, you never know with like, those things, right? That's like, like Jack's films, I think. Originally started with uh, made, made YouTube videos with his girlfriend at the time, and then I think he just kind of unceremoniously kicked her out of the. Uh, well, yeah, he he did videos with the girlfriend for for a while. Like she she I don't know if they did videos together, but he would she would just like sort of pop up like in videos here and there, and then they they broke up, and she just suddenly wasn't in videos anymore, and then he got a new girlfriend, and she was in videos now. 
Uh, which like you know that shit happens, but that's uh, you know, who uh, who knows? Um, hold on, hold on. Lydia has her own channel. Let me find out. Let me see if if Lydia's posted anything recently. Nope, they posted. <laughs> she also posted the last thing two years ago. Boy, do I hope they're still together. <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> let me let me let me play <laughs> the the little bit of the medley here. So uh, this is a full medley of Motion City soundtrack songs. There's there's a bunch of songs in this medley. Uh, this portion here is um, autographs and apologies and a okay, which happened to be back to back on the album. So here is that. So much for the autographs So much for apologies So much for the promises I never intended to keep I'd like to tell you that I'm ready And then it goes into everything is alright um, And I have a lot less ordinary at the same time Um but yeah, so that's, that's literally the only like cover cover I could find was that little bit of AOK in that uh, in that medley. Um, I, I looked on SoundCloud, I looked on YouTube, nothing. It's a good song. Uh, anyway, so the uh, what I do have though is hold on, wait. Sorry, I'm checking uh, Lydia Tobler's Twitter page. Sincerely, Lydia. Come on. This account doesn't exist. Are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) (laughs) She just, like, leave the internet? No, I spelled it wrong. There we go. Uh, well, she's she's still posting. You're fucking killing me here, Lydia. Okay, well, she is still posting, and her URL on Twitter is her and him singing that song. Not that song, but like a different song. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that they're still together. You're very, very invested, invested in strangers. I am. I'm concerned. How like is it? I don't know. I don't know. I got I gotta find out. This is killing me. Media. Anyway, okay. Um what we do have is a bunch of alternate versions. Uh, so I'm going to do first the one from I'm the Movie, the Movie, which I think was a demo that they ended up not going with. Um, but here is that. There's only about a minute of it in the thing, so I think I'm just going to play the whole thing. I'm fine, I'm fine. These words are all I have to hide behind. So get behind me. You have no right to say. So that's interesting. It's it's. I think it's a lot more raw. That's why I feel like it must be a demo. Like I couldn't find another version of it anywhere. Um, I don't know. I like uh, I I like the different like memory game. Um, I found that really interesting. I so I know uh, the Wikipedia page says that a lot of um, a lot of the um songs a lot of a lot of the songs on this record had like sort of copy they copy pasted the um the choruses uh just because they didn't have a lot of time so i wonder like i wonder if if they had recorded it like properly instead of instead of doing that um if if maybe he would have switched it up a little bit because they 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 do that sometimes right well they'll, they'll switch up the chorus i mean like you said on uh on pulp fiction you know they they change it up a little bit uh especially so I wonder if I wonder if they would have done that because I, I really liked uh, that sort of more more raw. I don't know. It feels more honest, right? I, I, for some reason, I don't know. 
How early? How early, how early, early is, is the song, song like? like what, what, when I listen to it, I heard the rawness. I just wondered if, 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 if at that time, time he was like regularly, regularly singing, singing differently, differently than, than what we, 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 we kind of think of things. That's true. I mean, it, it's one of the early songs, right? Like it, because there were three song or two or three songs added to I in the movie after they did the original like release, the self-titled release, a self self-released release. The one, the epitaph version is, is a little bit different. Um, especially, I think, especially on Capital H, they re-recorded that completely. I haven't listened to the original version of Capital H yet, but when we, when we get to that, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but there are a lot. So I'll, I'll, I'll pull up the, um, the live one in a minute here, uh, because that is something that that's interesting. Cause most of the soundtrack is so like tight and polished live, you know, like the live really sounds a lot like the album tracks. And, uh, and I really like that about them, but it's, it's, I'm always really interested to hear bands do something a little bit interesting live. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so with album, with tracks from I'm the movie, you can go back and find stuff from uh, like 2002, you know? So I, uh, so I, d- I did pull that up. Uh, let me play some of that real quick. Uh, and we can compare that a little bit. Oh, damn it. Right, here's this. This time I'm listening, and the story goes I am the same. Without medicine, I can't pretend it never ends. So that is one where I'm sure you could hear it, uh, um, sort of them switching it up a little bit. And I, I, I agree, right? Because some parts of that, so like the memory game, like they, they did that again here. Uh, or Justin, of course, did that again here. Um, so I, I am, I'm wondering, I don't know. Does it sound like the synth was also, does the synth also go a little bit differently in that one? Um, I, I didn't, I didn't specifically notice, um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, live you do a couple things different anyway. Maybe it's just a little bit louder, and you're hearing it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but also, like, like, like I said, like this. Uh, uh, Jesse joined the band three weeks before they recorded this album, so it's uh, and like he just got taught the synth parts by Josh. So it's possible that while they were doing it live, either I, I don't know exactly what year this one's from. Um, it says live at the Detour. The it says 2006 is when the video was posted. But I don't know if it was recorded before that. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, uh, I would say uh, that it's fully possible that the synth part sort of changed live in the, in the meantime. Um, I, I will agree though that that he sings differently. I actually think I hear it a lot on Perfect Teeth. Perfect Teeth, the record, like the album version, doesn't like at points it, it like it feels like it doesn't even sound like Justin. Do you know what I'm saying? I, like, I, I genuinely don't know what do you the, the, <laughs> the, the like his voice is 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 like weirdly like he's he's deepening his voice um so it's like it's like it's like like it, if you listen to like a live recording versus the album recording it sounds like he's trying to do his voice differently because i'm so used to him like being up like up a little higher like with perfect sound you bring me down like that's where i'm used to him being but like on the album it kind of sounds like with perfect sound you bring me down like he's trying to go down to to a little bit of a lower register um so maybe i think he was just especially at this time just sort of trying to find his voice um because i think there's that's the one i think of mostly but there's other songs in that album where he just doesn't sound a lot like he does especially like in the later records where he just sounds exact, like he sounds like the classic Justin voice. I don't know. You're going to listen to perfect teeth again later and you're going to be like, what the f yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to play it in my head right now Two, I probably would have listened to it anyway. Three, I, this is, uh, I think also kind of a me thing. I don't really think about, I mean, 
there are many albums that I or many many uh, groups that I listen to this comprehensively, but I don't really think of uh, like a except for that alternate version you you play or the different the multiple alternate versions you play. I don't really think of you know, it's all Justin, you know, so how he right. chooses to yeah, sing no, between I mean, songs, it's like, yeah. I, I agree. Although, but the, I don't know, for some reason, for some reason, like in some songs, it's, it sounds like it's, I, there's another song that I can't think of right now. I'll, I'll probably text it to you when I listen to the album. Cause I just, I, I end up listening to like two or three motion soundtrack albums a day in my car because of how much I'm driving. Um, uh, if I'm not listening to podcasts, uh, but if uh, if I if I hear it, I'll I'll like remind you like this is the song I'm thinking of because there's just some tracks where just he just like it's I'm like I know it's Justin, but it doesn't even sound like him. <laughs> like I don't know because uh, it's just singing so differently. Um, I think they broke up. Just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I know. We're supposed to be together forever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh boy. Uh, there's another thing that I'm gonna have to say off mic because uh, I'm not about to get into it on a show. <laughs> uh, not happening. Uh, the final thing, the final uh, alternate version. You didn't find anything besides what I found, did you? No. All right. The final alternate version I'm gonna play. They did an acoustic set uh, at the McNally Smith College of Music in Saint Paul, Minnesota, in 2014. Um, actually, interesting about this is that Claudio was in the band at this point, not uh, not Tony, um, but they. Uh, here, let me pull up the cover of AOK. This is all like an acoustic slash like alternate set, um, that was streamed live. Uh, so I'm trying to find, but uh, as I've said in the past. Uh, nobody covers Motion City Soundtrack like Motion City Soundtrack. So here is, uh, here is A-O-K. sort of became a-okay over and over again um i uh no but i i really like this whole set um it's yes. a really really cool like i <laughs> so uh it's funny because i feel so spoiled by motion city soundtrack sometimes because they they have acoustic versions of a lot of their songs and i'll go and try to find like acoustic versions of other pop punk band songs and they just don't do their own acoustic versions and it's just like yeah that makes sense like i buy it but like they're just like I saw. I know I was saying Ben Vold's a better musician earlier, but like they're such good and interesting musicians that they want to do cool stuff with their music. This is this is a full eleven years after the record came out, and they were like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna rewrite the whole record, uh, and and do acoustic alternative versions of them. Like that's so fucking cool, and I love it. Um, and there's a lot of Claudio on uh, on this specific song. Actually, that's why I, I that's why I found that track out because he's. Uh, Matt Matt does backing vocals and Claudia does backing vocals on this as well. Um and Tony Tony does backing vocals when he does when he performs with the band as well, but uh I don't know. I uh I'm I'm I, f- I find that really really cool. What it, what, <laughs> what <laughs> I don't know. Uh, give me give me one of some of your thoughts about uh, about that uh, that specific uh, AOK. Well, version. I, you know, I think like you I listened to the entire set. I I I, I like it just the same. It, you bringing it up does kind of mark how unusual it feels for, you know, you made me think of the, what the, is it, the Even If It Kills Me 10 Years? Yeah. Where it's all of the songs and then the, the well, album I mean, they, again. They, they did the acoustic EP too. They just tacked the acoustic EP onto the, onto the record, but they, they had, they had the actual EP, which is, it's so, 
everything about even if it kills me feels like it's on a major record label but it's not <laughs> um but yeah they, they 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 did the whole ep of those those five acoustic songs um and that's i think that's one of the things that that sort of spoiled me right because I've, I've been listening to the acoustic ep for years uh i think it's an excellent ep uh apparently i think it was an it might have been an itunes exclusive i'm not really sure but uh for 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 a little while i did a an internet show uh where the the theme song was can't finish what you started and one episode i had to do like sort of like not live live but like unproduced and not like edited so i just i played the acoustic version of can't finish what you started um because it was uh not uh not the whole full episode um anyway uh yeah so i uh i don't know i i love it when they do acoustic stuff this whole set is really really cool and uh and they do do like some of them they don't do super different stuff with um some of them don't call it a comeback is completely different um but uh this aok they they do do some really interesting stuff with and i and i really enjoy it i recommend going back and listening to the whole thing uh if you haven't obviously i know you have um did they also do 1000 paper cranes on that set they didn't uh they they ended the set with a cover of the pixies where's my mind um i i kind of wish they did 1000 paper cranes but I, I i like it when they do live covers sometimes i don't know they but they, they also they do a lot of acoustic like it's really cool <laughs> like when they do live acoustic stuff on like radio stations and stuff all the time and obviously they did the fucking macy's tour uh <laughs> <laughs> Like whatever the fuck that was, um, yeah. So that's that's all the covers and alternate versions I have. You said you don't have anything. So final Look, thoughts. Didn't find any. Final thoughts on AOK. I don't know. There's no. You know, I don't think of anything in the song except for the ending, which I think we we already talked about how it uh, kind of got those those postal service vibes from. And I don't. You know, I don't. I don't really think of the song as beyond the beats, beyond like a structural element. I don't think of it as does it remind me of any of the other songs? Doesn't. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Some of it kind of feels. I don't know. I maybe maybe when we get to it, I'll I'll, I'll think of what I'm thinking of. But some of it kind of feels like like some other songs. And the end, like I said to you earlier, I think it was I think it was actually was off mic. It sounds a little bit like hold me downish because of all the like it ends and then moves to like a like a weird crackle and and distortion mm-hmm. sound um which is actually so we did we listened to the um the self released version uh, which i happened to find a copy of on the on the internet um but uh uh it's not super super different from the original except that it ends with a fade out Whereas the, no, I guess not the original, the, the Epitaph version doesn't end with a fade out, it ends with that sort of um, uh, weird distortion sound, which I like. I think a fade out's a cop out, especially at the end of an album. I don't, think, I don't, I don't like when you end an album with a fade out. Uh, you can end a song with a fade out, but an album, you gotta like, you gotta have an ending. I think all the most of the soundtrack albums have like a, a ending. Man, I wanna... You know, I'm gonna put this in here because I want to. Is it is it the beginning of Such Great Heights? I'm I do know the song Such Great Heights. That's the one postal service song that I'm aware of, not even familiar with, just aware of. I'm more familiar with the Ben Folds cover. Okay, I'm gonna play <laughs> through my phone. Let's see. I'm, I'm just just a tiny bit, just so I can. The beginning of it, I can pull it up. Uh. All right, so the beginning of Such Great Heights. Here we go. Well, there's definitely the hold me down, but now, okay. I don't know what I'm thinking of then. It really actually does sound like hold me down. Uh, uh, it's like it's like electrocalliope, the in yeah. the hold me down. Less so with that. So I I don't know I don't know what it is but uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll think of it eventually and maybe we'll we'll mention it at some point. Um, all right, I think that's gonna do it for this 
uh, episode. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at Kuhan. Jake is at XFIP minus. That is all spelled out X F I P. Uh, and then the word minus spelled out. Uh, we are at Motion City Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find us uh, at imkuan.com slash Motion City, uh, at least until we like buy a URL. We'll see. Maybe once we like get people listening and responding to us on the internet. Um, I think uh, I think I registered Motion City Pod at gmail.com. God, I already forget what fucking email I registered. Uh, motioncitypod at gmail.com yes motion at motioncitypod motioncitypod at gmail.com uh i think we're also motioncitypod on instagram you got to keep the brand alive (laughs) (laughs) make make sure you're branding right uh tell you what i don't expect anybody to uh (laughs) to put anything on our patreon but we do have a patreon it's at motion it's it's patreon.com slash motioncitypod we're motioncitypod everywhere no cast, just Motion City Pod. Uh, if you want to give us money, go ahead and do it. If you don't want to give us money, totally fine. I I wouldn't blame you. There's many there's many better endeavors to be giving your money to. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, I would say uh, donate your money to uh, I don't know a charity. What's the what's the one that gives water to Africa? Uh, <laughs> no, I think that one probably sucks. I, I'll we'll find a charity. <laughs> The Australia wildfire. Oh my God! What did I even say? No, no, no. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like the cause is good. I just. What I'm saying is like. You know. You know. You know those. You know those charities where like all the money goes towards the administration and none of it goes to the actual charity. I'm. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm saying the one I'm probably thinking of probably is like. I know. I know what you meant. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what. Listen, donate to charity. Charity's great. <laughs> the kids, the, the African kids need shoes or something. I don't know. Oh That's what Tom's does, right? Tom's gives shoes to kids in Africa. Uh, <laughs> I'm just digging a deeper hole. Uh, anyway, until next time, everything is A-OK. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about Western City soundtrack. More Kuhan talking about how much helping Africa is bad.